Now, this is probably going to be one of those topics you know better about better than I do. But did you hear that some guy won an art competition at the State Fair by submitting an art piece that was generated by an AI? Oh, man, this is, you know, I don't know a ton about the topic, but I have enough relevant uh, examples where I'm very excited for wherever this is going. So I haven't, mm -hmm. I, I don't think I've heard about this particular example. Uh, one of my all time favorites, though, is the like conversation hearts generated by AI. That's a great one. What, what, what's that? They, they, uh, some individual trained like an NLP model to generate like, you know, the candy hearts that say like, choose oh, me yeah. or whatever those chalky, horrible, delicious sugar chunks. Yeah. They had an AI make new conversations, like new conversation hearts. And some of them are like really good and others are, are really, really terrible. You're going to see something similar here. This is the picture right here that won that competition. And oh. it's impressive. And even more so that it's done by a computer, just given a prompt. And it had to figure out somehow that this string of characters means this set of colors. That's and crazy. I mean, I bet everyone who's listening is like, man, how do I get to see this awesome piece of artwork? To which I would say, check us out at More Abstract on Twitter. Boom! Got my plug-in. <laughs> Episode can be done with. But no, this is absurd. Like... This is some like Elden Ring stuff here. It's just amazing. And even more so, it's a computer, not a person. <laughs> so let's figure out how it does the thing as best we can. To start out, there are many of these bots out there. And if you want to submit a prompt yourself, each one wouldn't really be worthy of an art competition like this one. Most likely the vast majority of the images you produce won't be what you wanted or expected. But slowly iterating on an image, you get, you know, something more like what you expect and, you know, what your prompt is. I'm sure you're very well aware of that by just messing with uh, machine learning for a bit. Oh, yeah. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely privy to the, like, how do the computers do this? Like, at the end of the day, it's all just linear algebra, which some of you are like, oh, no, the matrices. And I'm like, oh, no, the matrices. <laughs> Yeah, it stinks. Um, but I mean, it's it's crazy to think that it all boils down to just like computers get really good at learning like what numbers are typically close to each other in a grid of numbers, which mm -hmm. if you've ever done like a paint by number, that's basically a matrix. So this is just a really complicated paint by number where a computer has like made the paint by number and then also painted it. And it's trying to figure out what you're trying to say and make a painting. So now let's talk about why getting a computer to make a picture is actually really difficult. So, Nat, how would you describe a sandwich to me? Oh, is this going to be one of those things where it's like, write out the instructions for how to make a sandwich, and I say, like, put the peanut butter on the bread, and you take the whole jar of peanut butter and smash the bread, and you're like, that's not a sandwich, <laughs> moving on. Well, if you were to, like, you were talking to me and I didn't really understand the language, how would you describe? Yes, I would describe a sandwich as one individual piece of bread, preferably in slice format, any number of condiments of any kind on there, and then another piece of bread. <laughs> okay. Just, wait, just condiments? No, like meat or it could honestly man i think a, a pop tart's a sandwich in my opinion that's gonna polarize some okay. people but i mean it's bread with something between it <laughs> okay yeah all right i feel like that's plenty for a computer computer make me a sandwich and it would just be like a piece of bread and then i don't know pick your favorite actor john stamos just 
smack in the middle and then another, another piece bread. of bread and it's it's a sandwich most of the descriptors you use are something like you know a slice of bread um you talked about the contents of the sandwich so it's something that you know you and i would have seen before but obviously a computer doesn't know any of that so you'd have to treat it like a baby who doesn't understand anything or have any previous knowledge of anything remotely close to a sandwich mm -hmm. so do you think you can try to give a description to a, a newborn baby something that they might understand oh gosh wow okay see now i'm going down the route of like on a flat open surface with no obstacles take from a plastic receptacle uh an object made of grain and water that has been proofed and baked slicing into half inch segments like i'm going i'm going down to the detail at this point which obviously doesn't explain to a baby but i mean a baby you'd just be like take that squishy thing and those other squishy things and put those squishy things on that squishy thing and then call it a day but a computer, I'm going to the like, what is bread? How, how, do I, how do I define bread? It's really hard. You have to start by explaining what a color is, then mm -hmm. saying that the border between light and dark can represent texture, for instance, and then bread has a specific kind of texture, then this bread needs to be a reasonable size, but how do you define reasonable? And, and I'm sure you can see where this is going. It's, it can be very complicated very quickly. Yeah, I'm... Um... At first, it was like, oh, he just trained a computer to make art for him. Now I'm like, that guy trained a computer to make art for him. That's actually kind of impressive. Yeah, and uh, if, he, if he made it himself, he would need to use a lot of if statements just to define. I was going to say, there's so many if statements. Those of you out there who are programmers are like, ah, these guys. And those of you who aren't programmers are like, I have no idea what they're talking about. Or, you know, even use Excel. That's fair. Yeah, you could. They're actually YouTube black hole. There's a, an artist out there who does paint by number in Excel. So like he just opens up an Excel spreadsheet and he fills in the cells with colors. He just like comes up with the artwork in his mind and he does basically pixel art, but he'll do like a full resolution image on Excel. Wow, okay. That's, that's amazing. My next line uh, written here is, so obviously we can't hard code this, but I thought- Oh no, somebody <laughs> can, someone like hard coded this thing. Uh, but machine learning, obviously you can't put if statements telling that's bread. Machine has to figure that out somehow. So I'm gonna give a quick overview of how AI works, but obviously during this whole description, feel free to add anything that you think I missed. Let's start by pretending you're an AI. I want you to be the AI net that hasn't been trained to do math yet. So we're, we we're starting to train you to do math. All right, so so pretend to be myself. Got it. Okay, so what's two plus two? I don't know what two is. It's four, so what? let's do it again. What's two plus two? I still don't know what two is. And then after like a hundred iterations of yeah, this. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, fine, uh, two plus two is four. Okay. And then I'd, I'd be like, here, take a cookie. Nice job. Oh, I like being an AI. Now, what's three plus three? I don't, I still don't know what two is. I just know that two plus two is four. What's three? And then after hundreds of iterations, you'd be like, fine, it's six. And then I get another cookie. And that's kind of how an AI learns. Just failing over and over till it starts getting the hang of some pattern and figuring out that this number at the start means something, this uh, addition sign in the middle means something along with the number at the end. Mm -hmm. It takes a very long time 
But luckily, computers are pretty fast. Yes. Now yeah. the biggest caveat to AI, anyone who says they're doing AI anything, whatever, it's all about data. It's all it is. So in this particular case, you're training me, the AI, to add numbers for cookies. But like the what's two plus two, that's like a piece of data, right? And then what's three plus three? And then you could do like, what's one plus three? You, you curate all these examples. What a machine does is it gains, there's, there's this trade-off between like experience and exposure and all that other mumbo jumbo. Basically, you get a whole bunch of things together, like labeled instances, and you just say like, here, computer, find a way to turn numbers into this or this into numbers. So now say I provide a photo. What would you as an AI see in this like photo, like a PNG that I sent you? I, as a, an AI, if you give me a picture, would just see a bunch of numbers. In particular, mm -hmm. in an image, uh, every pixel is made up of a color, which is just a, a triple of red, green, and blue values. That's right. You just see red, green. That's like my next sentence uh -huh. right there. So yeah, that's <laughs> right. Doing good I might not know right. what 2 plus 2 is, but I know what, an, I know what a PNG RGB tuple is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to see a grid of numbers. I don't know that that's a picture of a cute cat or a, a picture of a sandwich coin. That's a throwback to an earlier episode. Oh, yeah. And somehow you have to figure out what an, uh, what this grid of numbers is. Mm -hmm. So you got a pretty tough job ahead of you. Mm -hmm. But good news, instead of someone sitting in front of a computer telling it what's the difference between a sandwich and a hot dog, you could just Google it, essentially. Mm-hmm. I think most, if not all, images on the internet have a caption under it describing what's being shown. So we have this massive data set now telling this AI what's this thing that it's looking at. And eventually, after looking through you know, a ton of Instagram posts of everyone, uh, everyone who went to a sandwich place, it spits out an image, something close to what you want. Mm -hmm. Or at the very least, it learns to tell what the difference between a sandwich and a hot dog is. Right. I show some computer a billion images of sandwiches and then I can show it a picture of a cat and it'd probably be like, that's probably not a sandwich because I've looked at a lot of sandwiches and I know a lot of sandwich numbers and none of these numbers are sandwich numbers. So well, I guess AI can settle the sandwich debate by or between like whether a hot dog is a sandwich it is i mean ai or no ai you know ai are always limited by the data that they are provided <laughs> and there's always biases in data anyway not important okay so we get a whole bunch of data we tell some ai like hey figure out how to make a sandwich or figure out what a sandwich yeah. looks like but how do we get yeah. it to then make a sandwich Right, because at this point, the AI just knows what a sandwich looks like. Uh, that has to do with some text processing. Uh, so a lot of these, you already know this, obviously. but I'm just baiting you with a question here. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these programs, they use some kind of text understanding program. Another machine learning thing that, that people figured out. Uh, so it can understand a sentence that, that is given to it. But let me show you the results in real time. Oh, this is awesome. Is this where I get to plug at more abstract on Twitter again? Because you're going to post a link to a thing? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll post a link. Yes, I got two plugs in, in one episode. So I'm going to be using this bot called Midjourney to make images, and I'll post this on our Twitter, obviously. Oh, is this kind of like, I don't know if you watch John Oliver, but he had this segment about like John Oliver marrying a cabbage and the AI generated images of him marrying a cabbage. Yeah, this is the same image. 
actually i found out about this ai and then you know john oliver did the episode and like (laughs) i guess it's just really blowing up oh this is awesome all right show me images i'm gonna start by asking it to draw me a sandwich okay and we're gonna see it in real time okay this is interesting it looks like Krabby Patties are going to be... It, it, this looks like it, Krabby Patties. It looks a lot like Krabby Patties. It looks a lot like Krabby Patties. Now, I, as the like machine learning nerd, am looking at this, and I know exactly what it's doing in the background. Well, would you explain this to me? Because I'm not entirely sure, actually. Uh, yeah, yeah. So this is going through something called uh, reinforcement learning. or or Yeah, you could probably just broadly call it reinforcement learning. So for the listeners... There, it starts out as basically this blob, and, and the blob looks nothing like a sandwich. And then a little bit later on, the same image becomes a little bit sharper, and we start to see more sandwich-like things. But if you look, there's like, well, in our particular case, there's one image that's like a triangle that doesn't look like a sandwich at all, in my opinion. It just looks like a charcuterie board in the shape of a piano, pretty much. So what's happening is, as time is going on, this machine learning model is looking at this image and trying to like tweak it a little bit. So it knows what sandwiches look like in, in theory, it's been trained to recognize sandwiches. And so it'll generate a bunch of random numbers. And then it says, how much of a sandwich, how much like a sandwich does this look? And it gets some kind of score for it. And then it might do some like little tweaks here and there and be like, all right, how much like a sandwich does this look like? And it gets another score. And if that, that second score is better than the first one, then it says, all right, I'm going in the right direction. I'm making, I'm making something that is more sandwich-like. So it keeps doing these like little tweaks and changing some of these numbers. And over time, the image of the sandwich is becoming better and better until eventually it gets a score that's close to scores for other sandwiches that it's seen before. And it goes, yep, good enough for me. That's a sandwich. That's that's a really good description. To be fair, though, uh, it's not always going to work because, like this charcuterie piano that I'm going to call it here, there are pieces mm-hmm. of it that look like a sandwich, but the whole picture doesn't look like a sandwich. And that's why everyone who's like, oh, my God, AI are going to take over the world. Look at this. There's a, a computer that can draw images from just a few pieces of text. Yeah, we told it to draw a sandwich, and it drew something totally not sandwich-like. Yeah, definitely. It's not perfect. It's not the all-seeing, all-knowing thing. I mean, there are pieces of that image that look like a sandwich, but the whole thing, it's not a sandwich. We're not looking at Skynet here. We're looking at poorly drawn sandwiches. Yeah, pretty much. But how about we add some descriptors to make it look some more something more like what it would have seen in an Instagram post. So I'm going to ask it to draw a wheat bread sandwich with cheese, lettuce, and tomatoes, and let's say it has an aerial view. Okay, so like here we're seeing blobs and then it did some tweaks and now there's like, it's getting some scores and it's saying, all right, well, this is a better direction. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll go, you know, more with this image. That's why the lower right image there, it, it kind of changed a lot from the first couple like steps of it to, to where it is now, you know, before it was like, mm-hmm. oh my, uh, is that, it looks like a deck of cards inside of just the crust of bread one of these images is i kid you not a deck of cards and then if you were to cut the crust off the bread and only keep the crust the deck of cards is inside it and there may or may not be grass growing on said crust yeah but i will say 
I can see lettuce and tomato and cheese. I can definitely see that. It is definitely an, a more aerial view. There's like a perspective to it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And it even includes things like a plate, which I guess they figured out from Instagram. There's right? even a drink in the background of one of these. Yeah. Like they yeah. knew that this wheat bread sandwich was terribly dry because there's no sauce on it. So they were like, we need to give this person a beverage too so that they don't choke on their dry sandwich of sadness. Okay, but now here's where I'm like, all right, they, they spend a ton of time and this is a very, very sophisticated model. But like, man, this thing... It's got to have, like, it has a weakness, right? So if you were to put something totally unrelated in here, right? So let's just try, like, uh, minus one wearing a top hat. What? Like, if it generates the number one with a minus sign and it has a top hat on it, I will be blown away. But I'm, I'm having a feeling... I don't think it's that good yet. That it, yeah, <laughs> I exactly. Would I mean, there are lots of top hats. I'm seeing top hats, but that's about it. Right, so there are limitations, right? And what this is showing is that this particular combination of things, it has never seen an image like that before, so it has nothing to compare it against. The only thing that it's so far gotten is uh, a top hat on top of a mushroom cloud. <laughs> it's S- ominous. Several top hats on top of mushroom clouds. Okay, maybe this is Skynet. These are uh, obviously things that it's seen before and it's trying to recreate them. Mm -hmm. It's tried to recreate a sandwich, like my description as best it could, but it can also do other things. Like, uh, this is an example of one of the more successful ones that I've made. This is one of my D&D characters. Oh my gosh. Uh, I made a portrait for him. All right, so this thing might be a little bit better than I thought it was. To, To be clear to the listeners, this is actually pretty amazing. Yeah, it. Uh, if you give it enough descriptors and like tell it what kind of uh, rendering things to use, it can get very intricate. Of course, we only gave it sandwiches and top hats, so we didn't give it much to work with. Yeah, that's actually fair. Okay, here's here's my question then. Why would we want to be able to generate images? I don't know. It's like a cool thing to do. <laughs> I guess um... that was the that was the best that was the best answer to this. <laughs> Honestly. Because we can. Yeah, I think that's the answer, right? This is one of those, like, there's no there's no practical reason. This dude could have done so much with this AI, right? And instead was like, I'm going to win this. I'm going to go in and trounce these artists. I'm going to yeah. do zero work, and I'm going to trounce these guys. And he did. And he was not remorseful about it. He was just like, it's, it's, the way, it's how it is. <laughs> The longer and more data this bot has to train with, the better it will get. And eventually it'll get to the point where only an AI-generated art would win these competitions. Or maybe they'd be a ban or something. I don't know. Interesting. I wonder if this is going to start coming into, like, I don't know. It seems like a really slippery slope, you know, AI for competition. You know, I I know that's not necessarily the point of the conversation, right? But people can win art contests with AI. What happens when competitive gamers start playing with AI? Now, I know there's all, like, terms and anti-botting and whatnot. Good AI could probably get around some anti-cheat software, though. Might be. Uh, we just got to train it to get around it. Yeah, right. Like, or, or, or people writing books, like, whole books written by artificial intelligence. And then all of a sudden they're winning, like, Pulitzers for it. Or uh, Do you get a Pulitzer mm-hmm. for a book? I don't think so. I think that's journalism. 
anyway, you know what I'm saying? Like, are people going to start just phoning in work to, to have AIs just run the world? Well, not actually run the world for them, but just make all of the cool stuff for them and win contests. If, if AI wants to take away the, the terrible parts of my job, it can do it. I'll, I'll be the first one. Yeah, to I was going to say, I, I have a couple of things that it, I, would, I would be all right replacing. Yeah. I don't want to get into the sad parts. Do you want to get into the controversial parts? Yes, get into the controversial parts. You know, in principle, if you get an AI that's good enough, it can make stuff like um, incriminating evidence that never existed. Oh. For example. Whoa, that's actual. I never even thought about that. Oh my gosh, but you could literally say like picture of a person of this demographic wearing this clothes with this facial feature structure holding a gun pointed at a person that looks like this and make it look like a security camera footage, right? Like you could in theory do that. And this AI it could theory, yeah. make a low resolution security camera footage that looks a lot like that. And the thing is in court, they do all of this work to like open up photos and make sure they're not edited, right? Like they, they can open up a, f a picture and be like, this is Photoshopped, right? They know that. But if an AI generates an original image, there would be no way to tell if it was edited or not because that is yeah. the original yeah. image. And in principle, you can be like, uh, just change the photo a little bit to make it look like the man's walking, put them all together into a video, and there's video. Oh, that's actually kind of horrifying. Wow, I never even thought of that. But of course, if the AI doesn't have anything to train on, you know, it, it can't necessarily be said that it will um, recreate something exactly if it hasn't seen it before. That's actually kind of nuts. So we got to keep the AI away from the murder scenes so that they can't learn. Well, but I mean, the unfortunate thing is these things probably link out to like Google Images and just scrape every yeah. image in Google Image and just call it a day from there. I mean, like the bath salts pictures, like the, you remember that dude? The bath salts guy in Florida who ate someone's oh, face. Yeah. Like, those pictures are out yeah. there, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. That's nuts. Okay, so AI is a little bit scary. Just a little bit scary. A little bit. We can reaffirm the listener, right? Uh, you know, we, we, we both have experience in this field, and we know that these things are definitely far from perfect. There isn't... I, I, as a professional in the field of machine learning, am not worried about incriminating evidence of me being generated by an AI anytime soon. There's just like, like, unless, unless you anger your Google home. Yeah. I say thank you to him all the time, all the time. Like if I ask <laughs> S I R I for something, I say, thank you. And I say, please most times too, just because if the overlords do decide to take us over, they'll at least like put me out of my misery quickly, or maybe just make me like a less miserable servant to them. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the fact of the matter is, you know, there's, there could be some panic about like is AI getting too big. Is it going to take over the world? At the end of the day, you have to have data. There's no take over the world data set. So, so, so don't sweat that piece. You would have to make a lot of individual AIs that all did one very specific task. Because that's the other thing. This thing is so specific. It only generates images. That's all it does. It's super good at it, but it can't do anything else. And that's actually yeah, a super important part to stress here, right? Like, yes, you can give it a bunch of random words and it'll make a surprisingly accurate picture for you. But if I were to be like, all right, now do my taxes, it would just make me an image of what it think taxes look like because that's all it knows how to do, right? So these things are so, they're, they're very detailed, but they're also very specific. There is, there is an Achilles heel to this thing. 
right? The AI couldn't give a, an eyewitness testimony or make even an audio recording of a phone call that never happened, right? It can't do that. Yeah, that, that would, that's not in what, what this program can do. Hopefully no program. Yeah, hopefully no program. But this is really cool. Now, here's where I, I, actually, I actually give you a little bit of aha. There is a video from a number of years ago. The whole AI art thing is actually not a new phenomenon, but it is the most versatile one. So a couple of years ago, there was a group who trained machine learning model to generate new Rembrandt paintings. So they would train these, these AIs on like the brush strokes and how, like how much paint he would put on parts of his picture and what eyes looked like mm -hmm. in, in Rembrandt paintings. And I mean, it was like a multiple year long project. And at the end of it, they generated an original like AI generated Rembrandt paintings. And there were dozens of art experts who were like, this is a Rembrandt painting. I don't know why I've never seen it before. I don't know where you found this, but this is a Rembrandt. Everything about this says it's a Rembrandt painting. There's no way it's not one of really? his. And it's like, yeah, well, it was actually oh. made by a computer. Uh, is, is it like one of those things where people who ha who are sommeliers who like know wine yeah, art connoisseurs, well. they're like, this is a Rembrandt. There's no way it's not. And they're like, well, it's not. And they're like, no, that's wrong. This is a Rembrandt. You're, you're, you're lying to Let's me. Take away your expert card. You know nothing. Yes, I will send you that link so you can throw that yeah. on the Twitter at more abstract. Boom! I got my third plugin. Yeah, there'll be a lot of stuff in that one. So that's about all I have for you. I think we went through a lot, and I'm glad I had you on this one. Uh, this is the season finale. So, so after this, we are taking a break, and we will be back next summer in April. So be sure to stay subscribed, and you'll get the next episode after this break. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at More Abstract, and you can find more episodes wherever you get podcasts. 